another episode of the Pitch Podcast, and it's a great joy that I am joined by um, the daughter of Dylan Holmes's mother. Dylan Holmes, thank you so much for uh, joining me. That's an in-joke that we have because um, she's very vocal and supportive, and I love your mum. How are you going, first of all? Um, I'm good, yeah. Yeah? How's your family? Yeah, they're great. Same as ever. (laughs) Trying to... um, dance around the elephant in the room because if there was a noise that an elephant could make in regards to the season, it would be, I'm so frustrated and I'm sure you are frustrated too after um, the promise that last year delivered and where we're at now on the A-League women's table. Um, I'm not a hard-hitting journalist, but... I think I speak on behalf of a lot of Adelaide United fans and, of course, the players. I'm sure you're feeling the same. Oh, yeah. It's been it's been a tough year, and I think the hardest part of the year is that we started so well. Um, and we had such a bright start. We won our, I think, four out of our five first games. And, you know, it was very – it felt like we were continuing on from last year. And then, you know, unfortunately, we've just had some, you know – key injuries in really important positions we've had players get recalled from their loan spells we've like pretty much everything that could go wrong in that sense has gone wrong and you know we're we're getting down to the bare bones of our squad at the minute so it's just been you know one thing after another after another and you know at the end of the day our performances just haven't been up to the level that they needed to be. I want to try and be as positive as possible because this isn't an emo podcast, right? And there's still a couple more home games to go, which is which is great. And from my observations, we've had some really challenging games where we were beaten by quality opposition. We've had some tough games at home where we probably could have got away with three points. We ended up with one, if any, and our home ground should be our fortress. But um, what I love about the squad is that the continuity of the team from last year to this year, it makes me know that this is just a blip in the radar of the journey of our side. So is your mentality, yes, we need to finish the season as strong as possible, but let's get back into pre-season because far out, we've got a point to prove. Does that give you that fire? No, absolutely. And I think like, you know, there have been some positives from this year. I think you're right. There have been games where we've dropped points, but have arguably been the better side. And, um, and I think one of the most pleasing things about this year is that we've seen some really exciting young SA girls get a lot of opportunities. You know, you see the likes of Katie Bowler, Millsy Murray, Zoe Tallin, Sasha Curry. Like, they're getting good minutes and they're really performing well. So I think, you know, come into preseason next year, they already have that base of experience under them and hopefully can kick on to another level again. I love watching the coach Adrian Stenter on the sideline at Service FM Stadium when some of those debutantes are getting onto the pitch for the first time and his last message to them is have fun. And I I really enjoy that. Do you still find a way to have fun even if the results aren't going your way? Because you need to spend as much time together as possible when you're training and when you're preparing for a match. And if, if the fun is taken away from football, then what's the point in playing? Oh, absolutely. I think that is like the core of why we all play and why we all fell in love with the game you know, when we were kids, is because it's fun. And, you know, I really like that message from Stents, especially for the younger girls, because I think it takes some of the, the pressure off and just allows them to do their thing, enjoy themselves, enjoy the experience, because it's a really big deal that, you know, they're 
they've made it that they've they're playing professionally and a lot of girls dream about that from a very young age so um yeah I think at the core of what we do I think trying to have fun through it all is very central but you're right it does get hard when you're not getting results do you think the league's also got better around us? You you see last season it was a competition between Chelsea and Fiona of who was going to score the most goals and get the golden boot and then walk away with all of the awards. But what I've noticed is the standard of the league has gone up another level. Wellington's in here for their second season. You know, Canberra United... Um, the, the team that we faced last weekend, Michelle Heyman is just ridiculous as a footballer, right? And that's one of those things where we should be grateful that she's in the league. Yes, we don't want her to score hat-tricks against us, absolutely not. But she's going to score goals. She always scores against us. But yep. teams just get better in the league, which is great for football, but not necessarily – it hasn't been great for us, us this year. No, and yeah, I think the, the level has risen across the league this year, and I think – you know, in some senses, we may have been a bit of an unknown quantity last year. And um, I think maybe one disadvantage of having such continuity across our squad is that, you know, maybe teams have learned from last year and, you know, big games where we got good results and have changed things. I think you can see that a lot of teams aren't pressing us as aggressively this year as they were last year. Um, and, you know, little things like that where... Um, you know, through the games that they've played last year, they have more info and, and are changing things. We've got a couple of games coming up at home, which is great, including a doubleheader at Cooper Stadium um, in a few weeks' time. Uh, be as careful as you like how you answer this. It's brilliant we've got a doubleheader, but my goodness, kickoff is so early, which does not suit fans attending Cooper Stadium for a Friday where um, people are at work, people are just getting home from school, and we're expecting to to keep our continuity. I'm sure that's a little bit frustrating for you, and I'm, I know I'm understating it. I'm reading your body language, but surely this needs to be looked at in double scheduling for the future. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's a real shame we've only had one doubleheader this year. I think, you know, for a club like Adelaide United, it, it works really well. I mm. think fans enjoy coming to Cooper Stadium and the number of people that have, you know, come up to me and been like, when are you playing at Cooper's? Because Jeps is just too far away. Like, it's easy to get to, public transport's great, and, you know, scheduling-wise, like, it is disappointing that the one doubleheader we get our kickoffs at 4.30 on a Friday. Like, it's hard for people to get there. Like, kids finish school only an hour before. Mm-hmm. Pe- people are still working. Like, you know, we're obviously very grateful for the opportunity to play at Cooper's, but I think, you know, it, it's, it's hard for people to get there at that time. We celebrated International Women's Day this week, and... I wanted to focus on some of the positive things about um, the opportunities that are now being presented to women. It's been too long, but we're celebrating the fact that there's a FIFA Women's World Cup coming to Australia in a few months' time. We don't have to say in a few years' time anymore, and very soon we'll be saying in a few weeks' time. Um, You've had the opportunity to be part of a a camp, which is brilliant, and, and wear the green and gold, and we love that. What will this do for football in Australia, for women's football in Australia, and for young women? I hope this World Cup makes people realise that there is a huge untapped market in women's football, that you can see that with the best female footballers on the planet coming from high-performance environments and coming to Australia, I hope it shows people that if you invest in it, like there is a really amazing product. And so I hope through that that we see investment not only in you know the Liberty A-League, but 
down to grassroots level that, you know, we get investment at junior level, we get coaches, we get more girls wanting to play. Um, I hope it kickstarts a huge increase in participation and, and resources for the women's game. You're a former skipper of Adelaide United. Um, for yourself, putting your name aside, obviously you want to be in contention to be called up to the squad. Who are some of the players that play for Adelaide United that could make a push to be in the conversation to um, potentially go to camp, maybe take a couple of steps further? Because we've got, we've got a few players who have played for the Matildas already, who have been in, in junior representation. So um, there's a lot of potentials there. Who are some of those players that we could look out for to be in the conversation? Yeah, no, we've had a few. This year has probably been the most number of girls we've had that have been capped, which is great. Um, you know, Chelsea has had a great year, and you know, she's gotten her move to Sweden, and I think, you know, hopefully she's in that conversation. And, you know, Jenna McCormick is also very experienced, so you would have to think that she'd be in and around it as well. And um, and I hope some of the young girls are pushing. Like, you know, Millsy Murray has been awesome for us this year. Like, she's really put a great foot forward, and she's doing well with the under-20s, so you never know. I wanted to ask you a local football question because you uh, have a great history of local football here with Adelaide City and it's only this week where um, Adelaide City have been in the conversation putting forward an expression of interest to be part of the, um, the second division in, from 2024. How big is Adelaide City when it comes to football in South Australia and the impact that they have on the football public? We saw in the Australia Cup where Adelaide United played against uh, Adelaide City in the men's competition, but... This club, I know, means a lot to you. How big are they when it comes to football here? Oh, they're huge. They're they're massive in the South Australian football community. And I've been lucky enough to play for Adelaide City for a number of years. And I think through their work on the women's side, they've really set the bar across the WNPL in terms of um, how they invest in, in the program and, and the resources that we've had access to. And um, it's really exciting to see Adelaide City put forward a bid for the second division I think that's the direction that everybody at the club wants to go towards and at the moment you know with Paul Pezos and Nick Kajakostas there they have a really great um, leadership in that program and I yeah and I think the game against Adelaide United late last year was just a really exciting showcase of what it could potentially be like Um, so I think it's really exciting and and yeah to have two teams in um, South Australia on the national stage, I think, is can only be a good thing. We've got a couple of home matches coming up. Tell our listeners what to look out for, why we should rock up to cheer on Adelaide United this and next weekend. Um, it'll be a bit of a different look squad, I think, this weekend. But um, I think, you know, fans should come out. We, we're at the point in our season where we really have nothing to lose. And I think over the last couple of weeks, even though the results haven't gone our way, we've left absolutely everything on the field possible so um you know it's been a while since we've had a home game so all the girls are really excited to play in front of the fans again and hopefully you know we get a good crowd and you know we'll obviously be back after the game and can interact with fans and yeah because we've missed we've missed being at home the nothing to lose mentality I think sometimes is a really good one where you probably don't overthink as much and you might be a little bit more carefree and take more risks and in football sometimes taking a few more risks can lead to three points of the goal in the 93rd minute or something. So I think it's um, going to be a great weekend. And the following weekend, you are quite unhappy. Your body <laughs> language, I can read it straight away. So what are you doing to, to keep yourself sane and keep happy during these losses? Oh, you know, I think, 
it's all about the the positive things you can take from the game. And I think, you know, for a long time we weren't scoring goals. Like that was a big issue for us. But then in the last two weeks we've scored two goals in, in each game. So I think um, it's all about, you know, if the results aren't going your way, what are the, the things that we can take from those games and move forward? And I think that is one thing that we've we've been good at, even though the results haven't been um, exactly going our way, is that I can see that there have been improvements week on week. And um, hopefully this week again we can take some of the learnings from the camera game and put them in to the Perth game this weekend. What about non-football things? Are you listening to music to – Get yourself up and about. Did you go to Ed Sheeran? Did you go to Snoop Dogg? <laughs> no, I didn't get to go to Ed Sheeran. I'm always afraid to buy concert tickets like in season before we have a schedule. So That's very committed of yeah. you because um, there are certain players across the uh, Liberty A-League women who decide to mm. just do personal things during the season. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know. I know. Have lives and all that fun stuff. No, we had a couple of girls go after the game. So, I'm like, hindsight probably could have gone, but I saw them last time I came, so... What did you think last time he was here? I've got mixed feelings about Ed Sheeran. Mm. Um, for anyone that cares for my opinion, mm-hmm. I think Ed Sheeran's great, but I feel a few songs into it, especially when he was here in 2018. I didn't think the oval was great for the sound. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I get it. You're really good at the loop pedal and an acoustic guitar. I've seen five songs. What's next? Go yeah. hit a drum or a triangle or something. No, I completely agree. That So that was the first time I saw him and – through the whole thing, I was thinking it would have been so much cooler to see him. I think he played at the Febby. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like yeah, years yeah. Before in front that. of 2,000 yeah, people, yeah. that would have been amazing because yeah. you could have seen him doing the loop pedal stuff and, like, really had that experience mm. close up and see what he does. But in a stadium like that, he was down all the way at one end. Like, you couldn't see him doing it. It, Yeah, I, I like Ed Sheeran too, but... I don't think it was the best, like, stadium concert that I've been to. What's the best concert you've been to? Adele. Yeah, was that at a Oval? Adel- oh, my God. that was. And they moved her in a box, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I think they carted her in, like, the um, the soundies or the techs moved her in, like, an audio yeah. box to, to get there. Mm-hmm. And that was good. So she's got a really good voice. Were the acoustics good there? Yeah. So her the stage for her was, like, in the centre of the Oval. Mm-hmm. But I think my favourite thing about her is that she would, like, have a lot of dialogue with the audience. Yeah. So you'd get to kind of know. She's real, know hey. She seems real. Yeah, like she's she's cool. Like she's down to earth. She's fun. Like I feel like sometimes you go to those concerts and they're so like far removed. Yeah. From, whereas Adele was very much like, you know, just herself, and you kind of got to know little like tidbits about her, which was really cool. I went to Snoop Dogg, <laughs> and um, I uh, have never done anything illegal in my life before, but I walked out feeling like I'd done something <laughs> illegal. Like it was full on. And he made the mistake of saying, instead of, you know, how Ed Sheeran says, get your flashlights in the air, Snoop said, get your lighters in the air. Oh. Everyone had lighters. And I'm sitting there. This is what I, so mm. this is how much of a nerd I am, Dylan. Everyone was watching Snoop Dogg with beer and whatever else they were having. I had a glass of wine and of a plate of cheese. Of course you did. Of course you did. Why does that not surprise me? Okay. Well, I'm old now. Yeah. That's as gangster as I get. Um, what I love most about this chat is that you are upset in the nicest way possible because um, I'm going to swear and we're not going to beep it out. It means you absolutely give a shit. And I love that about you. You always have cared so much and we can see that you're hurting. As a fan, I'm equally as frustrated, but I'm excited about the future because 
I think the biggest disappointment from me observing it, and I'm not part of the inner sanctum, but I know the potential that we have and the trajectory of where last year put us, but I feel that something like what's happened this year can only drive you to more. The ones that get left behind that are satisfied with it, they don't need to be at the club. We need to feel hurt and pain and and make it really motivate us for next year. That's what I think anyway. Yeah, Uh, no, and I think like, you know, I've been here in seasons where we've had – We've probably lost more games and been far less competitive, but this year has hurt a lot more just because of the the bright start we had and the, the high hopes we had at the beginning of the season. But I think on the other side of that, like the future's bright. Like we have a really good group of young core players that are going to be the spine of this team moving forward. And um, they're insanely talented. So the more opportunities they get, um, in these last few weeks, the better off the team will be moving forward. So, yeah, future is bright, but, yeah, it's disappointing that um, you know things just haven't quite gone our way this year. Well, thank you for fronting up. Uh, good luck on the weekend, and we'll see you here for the doubleheader too. And can you tell your mum to stop sliding into my DMs on Twitter? <laughs> God. No, I like it. I like it. She hasn't done it for ages, so please do that because I feel loved and okay, I like that. Because she'll listen to this, message. yeah? She's going to listen to this. Oh, for sure, she's going to listen to this. And then she'll say, like, this is what my daughter does. My daughter and I filmed a video to put on YouTube, and she comes back every couple of days. She's like, Daddy, we've got 12 views. We've got 15. She doesn't realise it's her viewing it. Oh. So the views are going up, oh, but, but she doesn't realise it's her. So she thinks she's a legend. Are you going to tell her? No. Oh. I'll tell her all the other stuff, though. I guess like. that's like Santa Claus, you know? Like you can't. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> what, what about Santa? I'm going to let's Oh, my God. All right. We're in the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for making me upset now. Dylan Holmes, our guest on the Pitch Podcast. Share, like, subscribe, support Adelaide United. Uh, the men are away this weekend. The women are playing at home. Then we've got that doubleheader, too. So we'll see you at Cooper Stadium or Service FM very soon. Thanks for listening.